0: You got to see the white car that's been terrorizing everyone at Gillette for a moment as uh, Coop's getting everything squared away on Twitch. Time for Andy Hart. Hart is presented by McFarlane Energy. If you need dependable home oil delivery or HVAC work in greater Boston, the north shore of the Cape, visit McFarlaneEnergy.com. Andy Hart's the incredible Shrinky man on the Harbor One hotline. Hart, how are you? Hi, fellas. I'm doing great. Uh, It was interesting to uh, hear Garrett Wilson talk about his very young perspective of the Patriots-Jets rivalry. Part of the reason he was brought in, Hart, was to apparently turn things around against New England. I don't know if you heard those comments, but I'm, I'm curious as to how the Jets view this upcoming matchup on Sunday, given that they have been really the nail to the Patriots hammer, but we know things are very different with both teams, good and bad.
1: I think it's a big game for both teams, and I think this is um, the way I'm sort of describing it is not a must-win game for both teams, but a can't-lose. And I'm going to use the Belichickian, <laughs>
0: the more you can win. And you not lose. Come on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a Jedi mind trick. It's like, uh, it's like a guy complaining about his contract, and he just give him a bunch of incentives.
1: Oh, more shots at poor Trent Brown.
0: Oh, uh, what? Uh, Trent Brown? Remember when Trent Brown told us in camp there was nothing going on? That was more of the Matt Judon should get $20 million club, and they Jedi mind-tricked him as well. It's amazing, Hart.
1: Am I just am I a cynic to wonder if Trent Brown actually had a concussion last week or if there's any chance this was uh, contract-related? Boy. Is that too I, cynical of me?
0: I mean, it. it isn't, but considering that concussions have been, there are very few powder kegs in the NFL. Concussions are one of them. If it got out that a team was sort of fudging that whole deal, don't don't you think that the league would, especially given New England's history, that they would come down pretty hard on the organization if they found out that was the case?
1: Probably, but they can't prove it. right? Concussions are still that gray area where there's no, yes, no test. Like, oh, Test his blood. He's got a concussion. So I think it kind of goes back to those early Terry Glengate days when it was, you know, hamstring. You know, you pick these injuries that no one can prove your hamstring isn't tight. No one can prove you do or do not have a concussion. I just – my sniffer, with the way that played out over the last week, the concussion comes out of nowhere, and then he has this contract adjustment, and now we'll see about today's injury report, but if he gets back on the field, I don't know. My sniffer just – Doing a little sniffing around there, but in terms of the rivalry, I I think this is a huge game for both teams. I mean, if the Patriots go down zero and three and are trailing everyone in the East, you got problems. And for a Jets team that went from Super Bowl contender to we got to scrap every win we can possibly find, an zero and two Patriots team is is probably a game where you say we need to win that. If we're going to still hang around and have this dream of Aaron Rodgers coming back for December or the postseason. This is a game we have to win, and I think it's both quarterbacks saying, "How about we throw the ball to the the color jersey we're wearing, and don't throw it to the other color? And if we don't throw it to the other color, we'll probably win." I think both these teams should be going in to look to win this game like three nothing. Don't make don't make plays. Don't make mistakes. Low scoring. <laughs> Can't just win wait. the game somehow, some <laughs> Wow! Can't I love,
2: wait. It. I love it. That'd be great. Three oh, yards man. in a cloud of Nobody's dust. Nobody's taking any chances. Everybody's playing real nope. careful. It's like Buffalo it's, in the, the weather game. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like yep. you're walking. It's like all like you know cold and icy, and everybody's walking really gingerly to their car because nobody wants to fall on their face.
1: Yep. Um,
2: exactly. So I mean, you know, what do you make of all the uh, I guess the numbers and the stats, and even Bill O'Brien talking about you know not being able to run the ball and stalling when it matters right their red zone numbers are really good but it seems like when they pass the 50 it's like they they have like a like the engine light maintenance light goes on and they can't get to the 20 where they're really good so i would start
1: with the run game i've been um, disappointed in the run game and i don't i know the offensive line is a work in progress it's a hodgepodge it's changing week to week whatever you want to talk about You're supposed to have, in my mind, a a borderline superstar running back in Ramondre Stevenson, and and I like to think sometimes he can make things happen on his own. Sometimes he can create, and not only has he not really done that on the ground, short yardage situations, he has not gotten the first down. They've been in a lot of like second-and-ones or third-and-ones, and and they're not able to convert. They had that terrible series against Miami where it was second-and-one, he gets stuffed. Third and one, they try a toss. He gets stuffed for a loss. So I think it starts with the ground game sputtering and not having any balance. Hunter Henry just talked about it. Like that, Their two biggest issues are no balance offensively and turnovers, and that's how they've dug holes. If they can find some balance with supposedly a very good running back and stop turning the ball over, I think you'll see all aspects of their offense improve, including being able to get in the red zone, being able to score in the red, like being able to move the ball consistently. The other side factor I'd say is we know they don't have a ton of playmakers, right? Like we know, I thought that was glaringly obvious. And I don't want to risk the wrath of Gresh here, but um, there were elite playmakers on the field for the dolphins. Sometimes they made plays and sometimes they just scare the hell out of a defense and make them put three safeties, 20 yards deep. But, Tyree Hill, Jalen Waddell, looking at them, even Mostert, like the big plays they were able to make with their speed, all their 4-3 guys, you have, I don't know, the skeleton of Devontae Parker, the skeleton of Juju Smith-Schuster, and Kendrick Bourne, who I think at his pro day ran a 4-6, is probably like a 4-7 receiver now, so I thought the speed and lack of playmaking ability was was obvious in stark contrast to the Dolphins.
0: I, I can't figure out why they can't run the ball, and Bill Belichick was asked about, hey, thrown it 96 times, that's not exactly what you do, and Bill said, nah, I'm not worried about the offensive identity. So was some of this to... like? Are we back to the true day's heart of, well, we're just going to do whatever we have to do that week to be able to win, and if that means only running the ball 20 times, then that's what we'll do, because... I always looked at this year being under the impression they were going to try to be balanced, work, play, action, things like that. And this is much more of the, hey, we got Tom Brady back there way of sort of running things, throwing it as much as they
2: have.
1: Yeah, I I think they want to be balanced. Like I said, Hunter Henry brought it up unsolicited a little while ago in his press conference, be balanced, be better in that area, run the football better. Some of that, though, is you got to block them up better. you got to, I think, find some consistency and continuity on the line. Now, I know, you know, a lot of people have talked about the line. Well, in reality, you had four fifths of your starters out there last week. Trent Brown's concussed, but the other four guys were sort of your projected starters for most of that game, with Onweno getting back, Cole Strange getting back, Calvin Anderson, but whatever he is, settling in at right tackle, although certainly looks like he may uh, be a temporary guy if he continues to play the way he's played. But um, no, I think they need to block it up better. I do think they want to be balanced. The, the bread and butter is either going to be the run game or the short passing game. You know, we've talked about that going back to training camp. That was obvious. Right now, it's the short passing game because they can't run the ball. But I do think even to get some play-action shots downfield to try to get some spacing for their receivers who are lackluster playmakers, I think you need to get the ground game, the play-action game going, but – Right now, it's just not there.
2: I'm uh, talking to Andy Hart. Andy, this is just a random observation. You talked about short yardage uh, earlier when we were talking about the run game. I know this is a copycat lead, and I'm seeing this whole Philadelphia tush push a lot in uh, <laughs> college. I'm curious, like, why don't the Patriots adopt that? Well, they did kind of run a version of it, didn't they? In
0: in week two, where they was it? Well, they all bunched. Well, that's the thing is that right. what what really like. How is it really different from a quarterback sneak other than you're pushing people? I I thought they did it. I don't know, Hart. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I think the biggest difference is you don't have a quarterback who squats 550 pounds or whatever the hell it is that Jalen hurts. Um, No, there's aspects to that play, but don't tell me the powerful legs of their quarterback isn't a factor in that, isn't a factor in the success of that play for Philadelphia um, I don't think you want Mac Jones necessarily doing that all that often. Remember a couple of years ago when uh, Patrick Mahomes would he dislocate his kneecap yeah. on one of those QB sneaks, and everybody's like, oh, what are you idiots? Why, why would you do – like, I think you pick your spots. There's guys that are good at it. I think Tom Brady, without the 500-pound squat, was good at it. He was better at picking the exact spot to go, right? Like, he would assess the front, slap a cheek, and go in that direction. And he would get low and, and almost always get the first down. From what I've seen, I'm not sure Mac is great at it, and I don't know if that's awareness. I don't know if that's toughness. Now, he had the play. He didn't play the whistle. You remember that play where he did the QB yeah. sneak and the whistle blew like six times, and he was being his usual whatever self just kept going. The refs even were getting pissed at him. They were doing the triple whistle blow. Um, but I'm not sure that's a strength of Mac Jones. And, you know, we're talking about all these different things, like about this offense. It's them still figuring out what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, what are their best ways and how to overcome their deficiencies. Like some of the short yardage issues to me are Ramondre Stevenson not trusting that there'll be a hole there because there's not often a hole there, and then trying to look for a hole rather than just lowering your shoulders and get there. Some of that trust has to evolve as this season goes on, and you sometimes for trust you need success. And I think that's part of it.
2: So I mean, so so bring me to this game on Sunday and the the Patriots uh, win because they do what right. It can't just be it just can be run the football, right? Is it that simple?
1: No, because I don't know how much you're going to control the line of scrimmage. Yep. The other thing that everybody, Hunter Henry Mac Jones, talks about is just that front, the formidable front that is Quinn and Williams and company for the New York Jets. And, you know, they're not they're not bringing up their own offensive line when they say that, but obviously that's part of the conversation, right, is what is the Patriots offensive line going to look like? If Trent Brown gets back out there, okay, now we got our starters, but is is it still a bad matchup for cole strange quinnon williams kicked his ass last year is he going to kick his ass again um is mike on ready to go a full game is he back to his powerful self is calvin anderson a weak spot like even if you are healthy quote unquote out there i think that's a tough matchup so no i think you're going to have to continue to throw the ball quickly effectively intelligently i think you're gonna to have to lean on mac i mean mac is leading the nfl in attempts and completions through two games I think you're going to continue to have to throw the ball. Maybe not at that level. You're not going to throw it 54 times like you did for his career high against the Eagles, but I think you're going to continue to have to throw the ball. But I'll start where I said earlier. You have to not screw up. You, you can't make dumb mistakes. You're not good enough talent-wise to make dumb mistakes. So especially you've had this week. Weeks. Well, especially this week with a dangerous team that takes the ball away, is going to take the ball from you. If you give it to them or give them opportunities, they're going to maximize it, but – I mean, the proof is in the numbers. You lost two games by one score. In one game, your quarterback threw them points by giving them a pick six. In the other game, he threw an interception in the red zone. That's probably points for you. So, like, those are taking points from you, giving points to them. That's how you lose one score game. So, it, it starts with that. Mac has to be clean with the football, has to be smart. And you have to, you know, pop Douglas, other guys. Those are the plays you're going to have to hope don't come this week. That was a good play by Bradley Chubb. There will be Jets defenders flying around the ball trying to force turnovers. You need to minimize those if you're going to have a shot.
0: Well, you know, Andy Hart, there are a lot of people complaining about Mac Jones not just chucking it up down the field. Should the Patriots risk him getting blasted in the pie hole a couple of times to chuck it over 25 yards?
1: No, I don't know why you would. To me, there's a there's three very distinct reasons why you would. One, you just mentioned, the offensive line. I don't think you can protect long enough to give him opportunities to go down the field. By design, they were getting rid of the ball in under two seconds. I know the the network the other night did a good job showing that. Like That that was a big part of their game plan. We've talked about that since, since the summer. Mm-hmm. Part two is, I don't think Mac throws a great deep ball. I don't think he's a great deep ball thrower. I don't think that's the strength of his game. I think the strength of his game is short and intermediate and spot throws. He made some nice spot throws the other day. Off his back foot, knowing where the guy's going to be, put it there. And then third is, who, who are you, just like Icky Beluki to get the ball down the field to? I don't think he has any playmakers down the field right now. I mean, there can be a dispute on the Kendrick Bourne one down the left side. I actually thought he kind of got held and interfered with, but not everybody agrees with me. But I mean, Kendrick. Par- I mean, Devontae Parker supposed to be a playmaker, an eighty-twenty guy, right? Oh, if you throw it to him, it's an eighty-twenty ball. I haven't felt like an eighty-twenty ball for much of the last year and a half. Um, Juju, not exactly looking like he has bouncing and step ready to make plays. So I, other than, you know, big plays, catch and run to a guy like maybe Douglas, I don't know why you're not built to throw down the field with the line, the quarterback or the receivers. So why would you take a square peg and jam it in a round hole?
0: Uh, I am, uh, I'm with you on that friend. And you knew that I asked that question, uh, half serious and half glib. This one is fully <laughs> serious though. Now, I don't know if you subscribe to Kayshawn Booty doesn't get the feed inbounds. They gave him two chances. He's not even active in week two. They brought up whatever's left of Jalen Rager. Demario Douglas got sat down during the game in week two. Now, I don't know if they'll go as far as to sit him down, but do we see a reemergence of Booty? Do they continue to punitively punish both of these rookies as we've seen in the past? Where do you land on that?
1: Well, I land on this question being the saddest part of the early season for the Patriots, that we are lamenting the, the two sixth-round rookies not having big enough roles, not being on the field. I mean, that's how sad it is. You're counting on two sixth-round rookies to be key injections of playmaking ability or whatever to your offense. Like, if that doesn't tell you the story of how this team was built and, and how the skilled position players are thought of and are coming together and, you know, these reports that they don't view Juju as a top-five wide receiver and all these various things. I mean, it's those guys should be getting in where they fit in, like pick their spots, make a play, you know, start to build some confidence. They shouldn't be out there or or when they're not out there, you're like, where, where's Booty? Where's Douglas? Like, I don't think Booty's ready to be an every down NFL receiver. And I have no idea about Douglas because you didn't, you chose not to play him in the preseason. And I'll go back to that. You know, you want to talk about why did he fumble? Maybe he's not quite ready for NFL speed or physicality or Bradley Chubb chasing him down. Well, maybe if you chose to play him in a preseason game and get him some reps, more than six reps in August, maybe he'd be more ready to go. So uh, I think it's a really sad commentary on the Patriots' offense right now how much people care about Demario Douglas (laughs) and Kayshaun Booty. I really do.
2: Yeah, it it makes you think that, uh, like, you know, some of these other coaches, based on the slow stars, if they're going to reassess how they handle preseason. You know, it'll be yeah. interesting to see how, how Bill does things next year. Um, all right, so um, who wins and why?
1: Um, I'm going to go with the Patriots, but I don't feel great about it because I think that defensive front could own this game. I think this could be a train wreck in the trenches for the New England Patriots, even if Trent Brown is out there. Um, and if they can't get the ground game going and if Mac has no time, it's going to lead to mistakes. It's going to lead to punts. This is going to be a rock fight, I think. Um, I don't see the Jets putting up a lot of points either. I think they will give Zach Wilson fits. He will throw into a Patriots team meeting in the secondary. You will have an intercept. Um, so I'm going to pick the Patriots to win the turnover battle and not lose the game. So the Patriots will not lose the game by a score of 17-6. Wow.
0: Uh, I did Sounds have exciting. I did have one other question for uh, Hart, and oh. and that oh, is, yeah. are special teams back? Oh, hell yeah.
1: Special teams is the best part of this team right now. The rookie punter looked good. Boomy punts, situational punts down at the eight. The rookie kicker nailed his 49-yard field goal when you throw him out there for the first time. Then you have Joe Judge, Cam Accord, whoever it is, scheming up the school or punt block. I mean, other than a little bit of a questionable punt return situation with with Jones, Marcus Jones out, and Douglas making a weird return there, um, yeah, I absolutely think, so. and it should be back. You've invested draft picks, coaching, and. Uh, millions of dollars of free agency and it sure as heck better be getting some return on that investment
0: there you go now it's just time for the offense to get there as well our guy andy hart you can listen to him on the six rings postgame show hart and fitzy will be all over it right after patriots jets here on weei and of course the breaking boston podcast hart thank you brother we'll talk to you soon thanks i see you